AF, 200 Colombian pesos in me, interpreting algorithmic problems by Neil Nanda. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, 200 Colombian pesos in me, interpreting algorithmic problems, published by Neil Nanda on December 31, 2022 on the AI Alignment Forum. This is the fourth post in a sequence called 200 Concrete Open Problems in Mechanistic Interpretability. Start here, then read in any order. If you want to learn the basics before you think about open problems, check out my post on getting started. I'll make another post every one to two days, giving a new category of open problems. If you want to read ahead, check out the draft sequence here. Motivation. Motivating paper, a mechanistic interpretability analysis of grokking. When models are trained on synthetic, algorithmic tasks, they often learn to do some clean, interpretable computation inside. Choosing a suitable task and trying to reverse engineer a model can be a rich area of interesting circuits to interpret. In some sense, this is interpretability on easy mode, the model is normally trained on a single task, unlike language models, which need to learn everything about language, we know the exact ground truth about the data and optimal solution, and the models are tiny. So why care? I consider my work on grokking to be an interesting case study of this work going well. Grokking, shown below, is a mysterious phenomena where, when small models are trained on algorithmic tasks, for example modular addition or modular division, they initially memorize the training data. But when they keep being trained on that data for a really long time, the model suddenly-ish figures out how to generalize. In my work, I simplified their setup even further, by training a one-layer transformer, with no layer norm or biases, to do modular addition and reverse engineer the weights to understand what was going on and it turned out to be doing a funky trig-based algorithm, shown below, where the numbers are converted to frequencies with a memorized discrete Fourier transform, added using trig identities, and converted back to the answer. Using this, we looked inside the model and identified that despite seeming to have plateaued, in the period between memorizing and grokking, the model is actually slowly forming the circuit that does generalize. But so long as the model still has the memorizing circuit, this adds too much noise to have good test loss. Grokking occurs when the generalizing circuit is so strong that the model decides to clean up the memorizing circuit, and uncovers the mature generalizing circuit beneath, and suddenly gets good test performance. Okay, so I just took this as an excuse to explain my paper to you. Why should you care? I think that the general lesson from this, that I'm excited to see applied elsewhere, is using toy algorithmic models to analyze a phenomena we're confused about. Concretely, given a confusing phenomena like grokking, I'd advocate the following strategy. Simplify to the minimal setting that exhibits the phenomena, yet is complex enough to be interesting. Reverse engineer the resulting model, in as much detail as you can. Extrapolate the insights you've learned from the reverse engineered model, what are the broad insights you've learned? What do you expect to generalize? Can you form any automated tests to detect the circuits you've found, or any of their motifs? Verify by looking at other examples of the phenomena and seeing whether these insights actually hold, larger models, different tasks, even just earlier checkpoints of the model or different random seeds. Grokking is an example in a science of deep learning context, trying to uncover mysteries about how models learn and behave. But this same philosophy also applies to understanding confusing phenomena in language models, and building toy algorithmic problems to study those. Anthropic's toy models of superposition is an excellent example of this done well, for the case of superposition in linear bottleneck dimensions of a model, like value vectors in attention heads, or the residual stream. Concretely, they isolated out the key traits as being where high-dimensional spaces are projected to a low-dimensional space, and then mapped back to a high-dimensional space, with no nonlinearity in between. And got extremely interesting and rich results. 
More on these in the next post. More broadly, because algorithmic tasks are often cleaner and easier to interpret, and there's a known ground truth, it can be a great place to practice interpretability. Both as a beginner to the field trying to build intuitions and learn techniques, and to refine our understanding of the right tools and techniques. It's much easier to validate a claimed approach to validate explanations, like causal scrubbing, if you can run it on a problem with an understood ground truth. Overall, I'm less excited about algorithmic problem interpretability in general than some of the other categories of open problems, but I think it can be a great place to start in practice. I think that building a toy algorithmic model for a confusing phenomena is hard, but can be really exciting if done well. Resources. Demo. Reverse engineering how a small transformer can rederive positional embeddings, collab, with an accompanying video walkthrough. Demo. My grokking work reverse engineering modular edition, write up and collab. Note. I'd guess that none of the Fourier stuff to generalize to other problems, but some insights and the underlying mindsets will. Modular edition is weird. Tips. Approach the reverse engineering scientifically. Go in and try to form hypotheses about what the model is doing, and how it might have solved the task. Then go and test these hypotheses, and try to look for evidence for them, and evidence to falsify them. Use these hypotheses to help you prioritize and focus among all of the possible directions you can go in, except that they'll probably be wrong in some important ways. I did not expect modular addition to be using Fourier transforms, but use them as a guide to figure out how they're wrong. Concretely, Try to think about how you would implement a solution if you were designing the model weights. This is pretty different from writing code. Models tend to be very good at parallelized, vectorized solutions that heavily rely on linear algebra, with limited use of nonlinear activation functions. A useful way to understand how to think like a transformer is to look at this paper, which introduces a programming language called RASP that aims to mimic the computational model of the transformer. These problems often involve training your own model, rather than just analyzing a model someone else trained. These are such toy problems that training is pretty easy, but it can still be a headache. I recommend cribbing training code from somewhere, for example the demos above. Subtle details of how you set up the problem can make life much easier or harder for the model. Think carefully about things and try many variations. For example what is the loss function, whether there are special tokens in the context, for example to mark the end of the first input and the start of the second input or the output, or if the model needs to infer these for itself, etc. Rule of thumb, Small models are easier to interpret, it matters more to have few layers than narrow layers. Before analyzing a model, check that the next smallest model can also do the task. For example decrease the number of transformer layers, remove layer norm, try attention only, try an MLP, the classic neural network, not a transformer, with one hidden layer, or two. When building a toy model to capture something about a real model, you want to be especially thoughtful about how you do this. Try to distill out exactly what traits of the model determine the property that you care about. You want to straddle the fine line between too simple to be interesting and too complex to be tractable. This is a particularly helpful thing to get other people's feedback on, and to spend time red teaming. Problems. Good beginner problems. Assorting fixed length lists format, start 4629 mid 2469. How does difficulty change with the length of the list? Assorting variable length lists. What's the sorting algorithm? What's the longest list you can get to? How is accuracy affected by longer lists? I interpret a 2 liters MLP, one hidden layer, trained to do modular addition, very analogous to my grokking work. I interpret a 1 liter transformer trained to do modular subtraction, very analogous to my grokking work. A taking the minimum or maximum of 2 ints. A permuting lists. A calculating sequences with a Fibonacci style recurrence relation. I.e. predicting the next element from the previous two. 
some harder concrete algorithmic problems to try interpreting. B5 digit addition subtraction. What if you reverse the order of the digits, for example inputting and outputting the unit's digit first? This order might make it easier to compute the digits since for example the tens digit depends on the unit's digit. Five digits is a good choice because we have prior knowledge that grokking happens there, and it seems likely related to the modular addition algorithm. You might need to play around with training setups and hyperparameters if you varied the number of digits. Be predicting the output to simple code functions. For example predicting the bold text in problems like a equals 123a2 equals 4a, greater than 124. Be graph theory problems like this. Not sure of the right input format, try a bunch. Check this out colon slash hashtag comment 248. B train a model on multiple algorithmic tasks that we understand, for example train a model to do modular addition and modular subtraction, by learning two different outputs. Compare this to a model trained on each task. What happens? Does it learn the same circuits? Is there superposition? If doing grokking Y tasks, how does that interact? B train models for automata tasks and interpret them, do your results match the theory? B in context linear regression, as described in Garg et al., the transformer is given a sequence, x underscore 1, y underscore 1, x underscore 2, y underscore 2, where y underscore i equals x underscore i plus b and a and b are different for each prompt and need to be learned in context, see code here. Tip, train a 2 liters or 3 liters model on this and give it width 256 or 512, this should be much easier to interpret than their 12 liters one. See the other problems in the paper that are in context learned, sparse linear functions, two liters networks and decision trees. See five digit, or binary, multiplication. B predict repeated subsequences and randomly generated tokens, and see if you can find and reverse engineer induction heads, see my grokking paper for details. Tip, using shortformer style positional embeddings, see the transformer lens docs, this seems to make things cleaner. BC choose your own adventure, find your own algorithmic problem. LeetCode Easy is probably a good source of problems. Exploring questions about language models. A train a one-layer attention-only transformer with rotary to predict the previous token, and reverse engineer how it does this. An even easier way to do this is by training just the QK circuit in an attention head and the embedding matrix to maximize the attention paid to the previous token, with mean squared error loss, this will cut out other crap the model might be doing. B train a three-layer attention-only transformer to perform the indirect object identification task, and just that task. You can algorithmically generate training data. Can it do the task? And if so, does it learn the same circuit that was found in GPT-2 small? Be redoing my modular addition analysis with GELU. How does this change things, if at all? Bonus, doing it for any algorithmic task. This probably works best on those with sensible and cleanly interpretable neurons. See how does memorization work? Idea 1. Train a one-hidden layer MLP to memorize random data. Possible setup. There are two inputs, each in, 0,1, and 1. These are one-hot encoded, and stacked, so the input has dimension 2n. Each pair has a randomly chosen output label, and the training set consists of all possible pairs. Idea 2. Try training a transformer on a fixed set of random strings of tokens. BC comparing different dimensionality reduction techniques, for example PCASVD, TSNE, AMAP, NMF, the Grand Tour, on modular addition, or any other problem that you feel you understand. These techniques have been used on Alpha Zero, understanding RL vision, and the building blocks of interpretability, which should be a good starting point for how. B in modular addition, look at what these do on different weight matrices, can you identify which weights matter most? Or which neurons form clusters for each frequency?
Can you find anything if you look at activations? C is direct logit attribution always useful? Can you find examples where it's highly misleading? I'd focus on problems where a component's output is mostly intended to suppress incorrect logits, so it improves the correct log prob but not the correct logit. Exploring broader deep learning mysteries, can you build a toy, algorithmic model to better understand these? D the lottery ticket hypothesis. D deep double descent. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.